what is good? Welcome to Spirit Bill Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game. Let's dive right in. What is good, everybody? Juliana Page here. I am, I can't even tell you, so excited to drop this message on today just because I feel as if it is very timely, it is relevant given the times that we're in, and it's also offered me the opportunity to take a look at my own spiritual journey and sort of the ways that I've been winding and weaving through life until I really came to know God and surrender my life to God. So I will give you that context as well, but I think it's just really interesting and I hope that it blesses you, but it's been fun to sift through and now deliver it to you. So, oh my goodness, today was one of those days, I hope you have your coffee with you, (laughs) that I legitimately woke up. I just like shot straight up. I hate it when those days happen, right? Where you just wake up and you feel like you have a whole to-do list to do and you're just freaking out, right? Like there's no peace about it whatsoever. I legit thought it was a weekday. And it was funny because it took me about 15, 20 minutes (laughs) to realize that no, in fact, it is Saturday. There's no need to launch out of your bed. There's no need to dive into something to do. But it was timely and relevant to this message as well because I cannot tell you how many years, okay, I used to live my life like that. There was no peace. I was constantly feeling this pressure or this weight of showing up and doing something or performing or getting it done or making sure that I don't forget this or controlling something, right? And that was just really stressful. It was really overwhelming. And there was never any time to just decompress. And even worse, actually, was that I didn't know how to decompress. I had no practice. I had no belief in (laughs) self-care. I had no faith in taking care of myself or that that mattered. And so I was just busy about so much other business that I probably didn't need to be involved in really at the end of the day, because I really do believe that there are good things. There's a lot of good things that you could be doing in the world, but not all of them are God things. Not all of them are spirit led. Not all of them are what you're designed to do and there's a time and a season for everything and you really don't want to be out of alignment or out of timing. It's just not a fun experience because you're met with frustration and disappointment and discouragement and overwhelm and stress and all these things. So all that to say, (laughs) I'm glad it's Saturday and I really, really am a person that used to live with a lot of anxiety, which is interesting because I today define anxiety as visualizing the future without God in it. And I call that future tripping, (laughs) where you're constantly picturing the future, but it's in a worst case scenario or a what if in a bad way. So I lived like that 
And I know if I look back into my story, the exact age thereabout where that started happening for me. And I was a worry wart as a kid too, because there was so much chaos. There was so much dysfunction. There was so much crazy going on around me that I was trying to buffer myself or soften the blow when something did blow up or somehow find a way to make it less painful, make it less traumatic, right? So I know that started really early, but I got really good at it. And I hadn't developed the language or the knowledge base around what I was experiencing. So I never considered myself as somebody that had anxiety, right? Now, I've never been diagnosed with anxiety, but I'm telling you that was something that I just lived in this constant state of like hyperactivity and freak out. Okay, which is just not healthy. That cannot be doing good things for your immune system, for your presence, (laughs) for your purpose, for your impact at all. And I will say, and that's what was beautiful to take a look back on, is that I don't live like that anymore. Yes, there's occasional days like today where you shoot up and you forget what day it is and you're like, right? But I come back from those so quick And I just don't freak out the same kind of way, right? Because I actually genuinely look forward to the things that fill my schedule now versus have to do's, right? They're not should or have to do things anymore. I get to do this. I'm looking forward to this. And it's really, I don't want to miss out on or I don't want to be late because I value that, right? So I value being on time. (laughs) All right, so. Why am I sharing this little intro? Well, I'm sharing it because I believe personally that we can all move through life with more presence, more presence of God, and more grace, meaning not our force, not our control, not our agenda and our plans, but really flowing in the grace of God. And it's a flow, right? When you are in alignment with God, you move different in the world. You think different, you feel different. You trust, (laughs) you're humble, you're surrendered. It's a very different life experience and it feels a bit more fluid. The best visual that I have for this, this is actually one of my favorite things, is being out in the ocean because it's salt water and buoyant, right? So you can just lay on the top of the ocean water and you can just float and you're just held. I just call it a divine hug, basically. You're just being held and carried through life. Yes, you kind of go up and you go down and there's an ebb and flow, but you are held in the hands of God the whole time, okay? And if something dangerous were coming, he would lift you up, (laughs) right? So I just love that as a visual, but I really do believe we can move through life with more presence and more grace, but that is a choice. And I know there's been times and seasons where I didn't want to realize that it was a choice because life was hard, okay? (laughs) And I wanted to justify why maybe I had a bad attitude or why maybe I'm not showing up in my greatness or why maybe I'm not moving forward with that thing that I'm led to do, right? Because I have a good reason to be where I'm at, ego, which I say is edging God out, right? So (laughs) I know this to be true as well. I'll give you a practical example. I am somebody that early in my journey, I, you probably have heard me talk about this maybe if you've been following me for any length of time, that I was somebody that was hungry for information. I wanted 
a mentor, I wanted a coach, I wanted, you know, people to help me because I was painfully aware that I did not have a lot of tools and resources to serve me and my character development and just my development overall in the world. I didn't have a legacy of faith. I didn't have present involved parents. I didn't have a lot of mentors. I just didn't know how to do this thing called life. And that can produce a lot of anxiety. Like you go through life like you're not being held. Like you've got to figure it out or else. And that's a huge weight to wake up to every day. So at any rate, one of the folks that has been present in my life and I actually went to his UPW conference last year was Tony Robbins, okay? And I had seen him, I had heard him, you know, how you can like binge watch YouTube videos of people that inspire you. And he was one of them because he was somebody that seemed to have a very similar story and chose to turn it for good. And he does epic things in the world now. And I'm like, yes, like yes to that. And how did this guy do it? And he really talked about your state and taking control of your state. And his point is, is that life is going to happen to you, but you don't have to let it infect you or you don't have to let it change who you are in a negative way. You can actually influence it regardless of what it is. So let's say that the phrase high vibe state, okay? A lot of folks, and I know <laughs> they, they do this, right? They, they might go to conference to conference or, you know, take all the classes, but they're just never ready to do that thing that they're here to do. So an example is going to this Tony Robbins conference, right? So it is, I think it was four days. I forget, but it was back to back. Like you're not even eating and barely going to the bathroom. <laughs> you're just taking in tons of information and applying it and integrating it immediately. So you're, you're in this high vibe state in a common fear or concern that would come up for many people is that I am afraid of losing this high vibe state. Like when I go back to life and there's kids to feed, there's a job to go to, there's just responsibilities and just back to normal. How am I going to bring this beautiful energy back into my life and live that on the daily? Like, how do I do that? Right? So he's big on breaking that down so you can do that. But still the percentages were scary when I heard it. It was something around the lines of 90% of people give them three months and they're back to old habits after going to a big event like that. And I'm like, are you serious? But it's because there's no accountability. There's no coaching. There's no support to help them make those changes. So you, you can put that in your life, but many people do. You can tell by that percentage. And don't quote me on that, but it is super high. Um, so at any rate, how, how do you keep that energy when you go back to life or back to, to normal? How do you integrate this frequency, if you will, into your daily life? That's a question that would come up. Now, Tony Robbins specifically is, again, really good at giving you things to do. And he has many things that you can plug into so that you can keep his particular practices in your life. But I am presenting on today that you can choose to be joyful, to be spirit-led, to be present, to be empowered every day of your life, 100%. You can choose that, okay? And then you might say, well, Juliana, I don't have 
a practice or I don't know how to do that or whatever it is for you. I get it. (laughs) I mean, in the very beginning of my relationship with God, I would argue that kind of stuff too. I would say, well, I don't have time, right, to study the word. Mm, That was a lie. I'm going to tell you why it's a lie in a minute. Or I don't even have a Bible. True story. Didn't even have the word. Or I don't know how this works. Like, do I read and do I take notes? And, you know, how do I pray? Do I pray out loud? Do I just write it down? Like, what happens? Like, I had to, point being, I had to navigate through a lot of unknowns because it wasn't shown to me. It wasn't taught to me. I didn't know. But I couldn't let that big unknown of many unknowns overwhelm me. I'm just going to take a right action one day at a time and one moment at a time, and I'm going to build something because I know where I'm going. I'm going to this place where I'm going to have a high vibe every day of my life. Am I going to feel good every day of my life? Am I going to wake up just so peaceful every day of my life? No. Okay, but that's not the point. The point is I can return to it every day of my life. So this message on today is all about a call to return to love. It's a call for love. Everything in life is a call for love, okay? So I'm gonna give you some practices. I promised that I would tell you how I know that you can sit for long periods of time. So in my particular story, (laughs) before I was walking with God 100%, I did a yoga teacher training. I didn't know why I was there, I just knew that I was led there and it was something that I needed to do. At the time, I was working in corporate America, working cray-cray hours and just really on the brink of total burnout. Like literally, even when you're given off days, which were like really weird days of the week, all you want to do is sleep. Like that's all you can do. And it was, to me, devastating because I knew there were so many other things in my heart that are here for me to do and I just could not figure out how to pivot, how to change, and it was super heavy, right? So I knew I at least needed to get into yoga. (laughs) And I knew because I needed to get more clear on what was going on inside of me, and that was a practice that I knew taught that. It would help me with my breath, it would help me with my thoughts, it would help me with my flexibility, which I clearly needed in that season, and it would help me probably with so many other things. Sleep better, just be more present, just so many things, right? Gratitude, all of those things I had a sense I would discover in yoga. What I didn't know was that I would be sitting on my butt for hours at a time, weekends at a time, okay? For a couple of years (laughs) as part of this teaching training. And I got to a place when I was coming in relationship with God where I just had to laugh because it was almost like a grooming experience. It's like, I'm going to teach you how to be still because I was a doer, like hardcore doer. I'm going to teach you how to be still, how to be present. So when it comes to getting into my word, spending time with me, right, fellowshipping with me, communing with God, you've got no excuses. And that's exactly what happened. I had no excuses. So the teacher training was not for me to necessarily walk out of there and be a teacher of yoga, um, but it was a season to change up my rhythm so that I'd be ready for the truth that I really needed to get full of, okay? So to this day, I don't practice yoga. I don't study these principles, some of which I'll share just for context. I just believe that mixture and a ton of self-help and God created confusion for me, and I just needed to seek 
God and keep the main thing the main thing. So all of that was just too much. So I'm strictly just focused on relationship with God. But I think for the sake of this message, this could be really helpful and meet you where you're at because that is a main point. God will meet you wherever you're at. He will. He will still pursue you. He will still guide you. And he knows where he's leading you to. So hopefully that'll help with your faith on today. But back to a call for love. Here are a few things to keep in mind when you really want to move through life with more presence and more grace. Okay, a lot of times you just need to be present and pay attention to it, honestly. But here are a few things, and I'm going to reveal to you how I've rooted them in truth or how I've changed it now that I am in relationship with God, okay? Because really, let me explain this. I really was finding that I was going to yoga every day, that yes, I can work to return to peace, but I never had... That peace that surpassed, that peace that surpassed, come on girl, that peace that surpassed, okay, all understanding, okay? And there were things that I needed deliverance from in my life that I didn't believe a practice could deliver me from. There were some things, honestly, that only God could deliver me from, and he has, whether that was emotional pain, relational heartache and heartbreak and heart issues, whether it was uh, belief systems or limiting beliefs, right? There's practices that can support freedom, but they couldn't give it to me. So I needed to seek the source that could change me. That's what I was really hungry for. I didn't want to just have practices that enabled me to still live in dysfunction to some degree, okay? Like, I I would go to them when I desperately needed them, but I didn't want that. I personally needed a relationship because a lot of what was going on for me was heart, heart center. Okay. So hopefully that makes sense a little bit. But number one, (laughs) if you want to move through life with more presence and more grace, number one, develop a practice. I don't know what you need. I know there were some things that I needed to do to make that easier for me to show up for. One of them was having, let's call it a Zen Den, (laughs) but just really having peaceful places in your home. And you don't need much. I did a lot of this in a prayer closet before. Um, You could have a cozy corner that you go to. I have a giant beanbag these days, Um, but make it cozy, make it welcoming, make it exciting for you to show up for. Like I'm really actually looking forward to going and just being cozy in this space for an hour, whatever it is for you. But have a daily practice, something that when you wake up, your body knows that it's going to go and do this thing and you actually look forward to it. And this is what starts to happen. As you start spending quiet time in this space, as you start being more present with yourself and with God, right, you start to literally have that rhythm change, okay? You start aligning with this divine rhythm, the God rhythm, so that you are not running your day, all right? And you start to look forward to it because you know you're going to be fed. You know you're going to be given some sort of encouragement, some sort of truth to apply to your life, right? You know that you have a home base that you can always return to, not even when really you're not in the practice. Like throughout the day, if you've been cultivating a practice, you're more aware of how you're showing up. So you can be in in an experience, but also be looking at it at the same time. So you learn how to respond to things and witness things versus reacting to them, which is so, so powerful. 
So the first thing would be having a practice and do whatever you need to do. If you need to get up earlier, if you need to create a Zen den, (laughs) a peaceful space that you go to every day. If you need to, I used to just walk a lot. Like I would walk or I would run before the sun would rise. And there's something so powerful about that time period. So whatever it is for you, but you want to create space to practice this presence daily. The thing about running too and just being active, if you are teaching yourself to slow down, it's not going to help you do that part. So keep that in mind. But it is good in order to, you know, listen to the word or have a devotional that you're listening to, right? Or just be walking around and having a meditation playing too. It can be helpful. It's just a time too without other people usually running around with you. So that's good. All right, number two. There are no idle thoughts. So what I want to highlight with this one is that your thoughts are powerful. You know this from the word of God, right? Your thoughts are powerful. And you really want to look at your energy. And for the sake of energy, this is your your soul, your inner game. What is going on in your mind? What are you using your will and your willpower to do or not to do? What is up with your emotions, right? Because people can feel that, okay? You might think that you're really good at keeping secrets and hiding things, which will never serve you, by the way, but people can feel that, okay? So even though you think you're hiding, you're not, all right? Your energy doesn't lie. You've heard those posts before, and it's 100% true. So look at what's going on in your soul and really be aware of that, okay? I have found that not denying it right? Because you are not your thoughts, but you are the thinker of them, okay? (laughs) So just because you think this thing that doesn't feel good, right? That it doesn't mean that you're a bad human, okay? But that thought might not be serving you, and you're going to know by the feeling it gives you as well. Like your feelings in that way are really good indicators of something that is an opportunity for you to change, And a great way to get behind this too is I think about picturing a huge movie theater screen, okay? Like you are in the audience and you're looking at this huge movie theater screen. Picture your thoughts being broadcast on this huge screen. Would you feel some kind of way if other people saw what you were thinking about? Then it's probably not supposed to be in your head. So what you can do is call it out, call it by its name, right? So I like to flip things around, right? I am not partnering with fear. Me and my house shall serve the Lord. I choose love, right? I come out of agreement with fear. When you call it what it is, it doesn't have power over you anymore. So I find that very, very effective. But realize that your thoughts are powerful and there's no idle thoughts. And this is kind of what happens. So you are thinking a thought, right? And then you start to feel some kind of way. If it's negative, you start to feel negative. You start to feel a heaviness. You start to feel anxious. You start to feel frustrated. You start to feel fear, right? You start to feel some kind of way. And then because of that, you behave some kind of way. So that could be running after some sort of addiction to numb that feeling of feeling out of control. It could be... um, doing something to just turn off your mind, whether that's watching the news or watching Netflix or whatever it is. It could be so many things, but they're usually not healthy for you, 
okay? So keep that in mind. But on the flip side, if you are thinking, <laughs> it feels like a Peter Pan moment. <laughs> oh my God, a prophetic, a prophetic thought here. So Peter Pan, right? When you're thinking the highest thoughts, you start to fly. You start to get into a higher state, okay? So funny, didn't realize that. All right, so that happening though, not exactly Peter Pan, but you see where I'm going. When you have a different thought, you come into agreement with God. When you think with God's thoughts, right, his truth, his promises, that is rewiring you. You're being transformed by the renewing of your mind. You're coming out of agreement, essentially, with thoughts that are not serving you, and you're partnering with the light, okay? And then as you do that, your soul is like, oh yeah, oh yeah, this feels right, okay? And then you behave with more courage, with more boldness, with more bravery, with more confidence, very different experience. But again, it's recognizing that there's no idle thought. They have power, okay? Number three, this one, your thoughts inform your energy. So very much like I was just saying, this is just being aware too that people feel what's up in your soul. So really paying attention to what you are sowing because you will reap what you sow. And a lot of times people just think this is what we speak, but not always, okay? So the more you think these things, the more you expect those things, the more you feel that kind of way, the more you repeat that pattern, all right? So it's really important to be renewing your mind every day. To me, it's a non-negotiable, okay? How could you say that you wanna be a light worker, a mission-driven messenger, a change maker, and you're not renewing your mind every day? Mm, okay, real talk. So what is the energy that you're putting in the world? What thoughts are you putting into the world? What are you speaking out into the world? What are you feeling a majority of your life? What are you feeling, okay? So pay attention to that. Number four, this one is fun. Okay, happiness is a choice that you make. <laughs> so what I would say to that is the joy of the Lord is your strength, but that's something that you choose to recognize that you have, okay? A lot of times we think that we need to go find what's going to make us happy or what's going to make us feel good, not recognizing that we already have it. Huge. But when you've made it a habit of running from yourself or denying yourself or beating yourself up or hating on yourself, it's really hard to believe <laughs> that you are full of happiness, that you are full of joy. And sometimes that's where faith comes in. God, I don't know how to be a happy human. I don't know how to live like your joy is my strength. I don't know how to do it and I don't want to be a fraud. Please give me a greater revelation of how to walk this out today in Jesus' name, right? So I am a huge fan of turning your fears, your anxieties, your discomfort, your cares into prayers. And the most powerful kind is when you believe it, meaning I hope God does it. No, that's not faith. Thank you, God, that okay? And believing that he does it and being on the lookout for the evidence of it. You live really different when you're treasure hunting, okay? And when you're just expecting the goodness of God, okay? Because God loves to lavish his goodness upon you. So happiness is a choice. If God is going to lavish goodness on me and I'm choosing to have temper tantrums all day, what's up, right? Okay, next one, comeback rate. <laughs> Number five, your comeback rate. What does this mean? This makes room for grace, literally. So meaning, 
we're not always going to feel joyful, right? That's why there are scriptures like the joy of the Lord is your strength, okay? Or delight in the Lord or give thanks in all things, not for all things, in all things. There's reasons that there's promises for that because it's not always going to feel like it. And that's using your faith. That's applying your faith, okay? But your comeback rate. This means you're not always going to feel good. Things are going to happen that maybe catch you off guard. There's going to just be life, okay? And that happens to the just and the unjust. We know this. So what you can keep in mind is if you're keeping a daily practice by practicing some of these things that I'm mentioning, your comeback rate will be way different. You'll have resilience. What I say is like being a bouncy ball. You might get hit, but you bounce right back, okay? And it might not be in 15 minutes, let's be real. And some things, depending on how heavy they are, might take you 24 hours. But give yourself some grace and come back. Don't let this be something that derails years of your life. Unforgiveness is a great example, okay? Unforgiveness is living with poison every day of your life. And people live with that for years of their life. All right. So that's not coming back. (laughs) That's not building resilience. That's not freeing you up or freeing up the other person. All right. And that's not being in agreement with God's word either. So keep that in mind. Okay. I might have, you know, I might have woken up and it might not feel like a great day, but I can recognize that and I can shift it. Maybe I need to take a five minute time out and just connect with God. Maybe I need to pray. Maybe I need to, on my lunch break, go out to my car, just sit in my car and pray and commune with God. Have a conversation with God. It can be that simple, right? Come back to love. It's a call to love. Come back to filling yourself back up on love and then you could radically turn around your whole day, all right? Versus stewing on things and having... Temper tantrums, as I said. Just being really moody and having attitude. Not fun. All right. Number six, take daily right actions. This one is so helpful, especially if you're really good at making excuses as to why you can't do something. Number one, stop doing that. (laughs) Um, But take daily right actions. So just take the next right action. And these are usually little small things, little things to pivot every day. So if you're in the habit and practice of thinking this negative thing, think a positive thing instead. Take the right action. If you're in the habit of judging people, maybe start building a relationship with people. Maybe ask God for what he wants to reveal in that person or how you can connect with that person or how you can bless that person, right? Like start taking little right actions that you know to take rather than leaving that shopping cart like right next to another car to ding it, go put it back in its crate. What is the little right action? Rather than littering, go throw that thing in the trash can, whatever it is, right? Like do the right action, whatever it is that's developing you, right? It's basically character tests. We get character tests every day, but are you responding in the right way? You want promotion, but how's your character? right? If all lights were on you right now, let's say you did have the platform, all the things that you're going after, would you be proud of what you're representing and presenting into the world? My point with this is you don't need a platform to be a good human. (laughs) You don't need a platform to really impact the world, okay? You do it by little right actions every day, for real, by being present and making right actions every day. And then a little bonus point is what... Do you want to be sustainable in your life? So going back to a conference like Tony Robbins, right? You get 
front loaded with information. Okay. And just think about any conference or any event or any life happening that you've gone to and it's blown your mind in the best way. What from that do you want to be sustainable in your life? It could be just the peace that I felt. It could be the lightness of being that I experienced. It could be the clarity in my mind that happened. It could just be how good I felt in my body. It could be how connected I felt to other humans, whatever it is, right? What are those things? And then what you do with that is you put that into your daily routine and you stay committed, okay? So if you like the peace, that inner peace, right, that you got or that you experienced, then plug in every day to your source. Do not get too far from your source. Plug in every day. If you really like the empowerment, okay, then study the word, study Get personal development books, whether it's on communication or emotional intelligence or leadership, whatever it is, get the the area of study that you're craving and study it. And it could be 15 minutes every day before you go to bed. I don't know. Maybe take notes as well, right? But start seeking that out. Decide that you're going to put these things into your life. I have called them the dailies. So if you're interested in what I do every day, (laughs) it's over on julianapage.com. It's a, uh, if you put in your email address, I'll just send it to you immediately. So you can go get that. But that's an example. That came from wanting to feel good every day, okay? And recognizing that I create that, okay? I remember, I come back to love every day because I know that apart from it, I do not lead well. I do not take care of myself or what's in my life well. I do not steward what I've been given well when I'm cray. So I need to develop and integrate tools into my life to feel good. Because when I feel good, when I'm connected to God, I flow different. And that's a huge big to me. That's a huge big. That's a big deal to me. (laughs) What I call God's vibes matter, right? So if you've watched my YouTube, you might have seen me riff on this, but I think it's really important. When I was doing the yogi life, there was a teaching by Yogi Bhajan, and he calls it the five sutras. And these are principles for living, really. And I'm going to show you how I've changed it, like I promised, for my life today. But I want to present to you, find really uncomfortable, challenging things. Maybe there's five of them, maybe there's three. And then attach a truth to it so that you can live with truth rather than what you don't want. Okay, so I'm going to give you an example of this. I'm going to take you through the five sutras and then show you how I've done it. And then your assignment is to come up with the truth that you're going to stand under and live from every day. Okay, understanding is the truth that you stand under. All right, so that we're clear. (laughs) Number one, recognize that the other person is you. Whew, this one. Okay. So we can truly only see ourselves reflected in another person, right? Like if we're just going through life alone, we don't always see how we're showing up. We don't always get the opportunity to think through, ooh, I didn't realize that I have that in me, or ooh, I didn't like how my response impacted that person. We don't have that outside of relationship. So we can only truly see ourselves reflected in another person. So if we admire qualities in them, we're really seeing those same qualities in ourselves, okay? Or even parts of ourselves that we want to activate more of. We're seeing our potential, okay? And these 
qualities might not be fully developed or fully expressed yet, but we're reminded of it. Okay, so that's what you could put into your personal development time if you wanted to. Or surround yourself with more people like that because you come, you become like who you surround yourself with. Okay, however, there's a flip side to this. The more we identify with our ego, the more judgmental and critical we'll be towards others. The more we'll project our own personality traits onto others, usually the more we blame them. Anytime we're out of control, anytime we're feeling chaos, we like to blame other humans. We like to project our stuff onto them. So just for one day, really pay attention to everything good and bad that you see in another person and recognize that the other person is you. So remember, it's a call for love. So when we're really judgmental, how can we love here? Right? How can we change this? Like, what good is it holding this judgmental thought of this other person? Interesting. That one is a huge practice in and of itself. Okay? (laughs) Number two. So, so good. When the time is on, start and the pressure will be off. I have found this as a creative person to be so, so valuable. I grew up in a very controlled and structured environment, and I didn't recognize that I was actually very creative. I believe that we all are. It's just not something that we're told, and it's not something that's celebrated. So I didn't practice that. I didn't really explore my creativity until later in life, but I have found how to listen to these creative nudges is to start, right? Rather than think through, do I have the right things? Am I connected to the right people? Do I need more knowledge? Am I ready? You're like, rather than letting your head go there, when the time is on start, like do the next thing. Like if you're going to write, open a Word document, start writing. (laughs) Like whatever it is. If you are uh, hungry for more information, go register for that class. Now you're committed, right? So take the next action. If you are launching a website, go buy the domain name. Like just take the next action, okay? So the way usually we perceive time is an illusion, okay? So really it's foolish to to procrastinate, to hold ourselves back when we already have that inspired action. That's a gift. And so to deny it, to not move on it, really just makes that a habit. And then there's so much potential that we never tap into, okay? So worry, stress, what I call the anxiety and what if scenarios, future tripping, only lead to more suffering and paralysis. You've heard the saying paralysis by analysis. We like think our way out of things rather than talking our way into things, okay? So change is constant in life, right? But how can you embrace it, okay? How can you build momentum? You build momentum by taking little right actions every day. Just start, okay? This one is interesting, so I'm going to give some context, but vibrate the cosmos and the cosmos shall clear the path. I believe this is make way for the Lord. (laughs) Um, But it's really... Again, going back to how thoughts have a energy to them, right? We can have a certain energy in the thoughts and the words and the actions and the emotions and the feelings that we have, and what we put out into the world, we'll receive back. So if we want to be more connected to God, we need to connect with God so that we can put more love out into the world. We can recognize very clearly if we're disconnected from God, we can't hear God, we're not putting God out into the world, and we look just like the world. And that's not your work if you're a light worker, okay? 
So when life seems to be continually placing blocks along your path and nothing seems to be moving, it might be showing you that you're out of alignment. And one of the best ways to get back into that flow of grace is having that relationship with God or meditating on the word of God. It's so, so powerful. So this to me is come back in alignment with God and you're going to clear a path for him to show up in your life. Cute. Okay. So with this, just reflect. How often are you in the flow every day? And if it's really small, you probably need to amp up your practice. Okay, number four, there's a way through every block. I love this because this demonstrates hope and it activates faith if you allow it. And what it means is challenges are going to come into your life and we're on a growth journey. That's what spiritual maturity is, right? God is forming us into his likeness and into his image, right? We're being transformed all the time. And his word, his promises are, are given to us to apply to our life, to make active on earth, right? As it is in heaven. So really Holy Spirit is this creative energy that's guiding us through every block if we'll listen. All right. Number five, understand through compassion or you'll misunderstand the times. I think this really means keeping your heart open as you approach people and challenges. A lot of times we try to resist, we try to separate, we try to divide, and it gets really messy. But compassion is really learning, I believe, to walk like Jesus, okay? To be humble, to really apply spiritual truth to your life, okay? To be more sensitive and empathetic to other humans and who's in your world without just making it about you. Huge! Okay, so why do I share these sutras with you? I share them again as a reminder. These are powerful. I want to highlight if you just apply these to your life, you would create positive change, okay? But I personally believe that God's word does not return void, okay? So I want to base my life on truth, okay? So I liked that those were guides for how to show up and how to live your life, but I needed my own, which is what I'm inviting you to do. You might have experienced a lot of great methods from self-help trainings, from yoga, from different conferences that you've gone to. But for me personally, I needed to remove mixture. I needed to eliminate any sort of confusion and I needed to be crystal clear on what the truth is that I'm going to live under. What what do I need more understanding in? What are the standards for my life, right? What am I going to practice? Okay, so I found that I need to meditate on the word of God. I need to be connected in relationship with God and I need to let God flow through me. A lot of times it's getting out of the way. So I give to God things that are in my way and I trust him. (laughs) So let me show you how I've done that. I'm going to give you, just like I gave you five sutras, I'm going to give you five truths that I stand under to show you if you've been off the path, so to speak, how to get on the path that you're led to be on. All right. So one of them, this was the very first one that God gave me in my relationship. Remember I mentioned I didn't know how to connect with God, (laughs) right? Or what does that mean? How do we start this thing? The first word that he gave me was abide. And I I didn't know that that was in the word (laughs) because I wasn't reading the word. So this is wild, but he gave me that word. Like this is what we're going to be doing. This is what we're going to be practicing. You're going to learn how to abide. Why was that important? Well, this is John 15, 4. Live in me, make your home in me just as I do in you. 
meaning God is already in me. I just need to recognize that. In the same way that a branch can't bear grapes by itself, but only by being joined to the vine, you can't bear fruit unless you are joined with me. Well, that makes a lot of sense. (laughs) And I had at this point a ton of life experience where I thought I was bearing fruit, but I felt completely unfulfilled. I felt like I, even after I accomplished great things, kept coming up short in a sense, like, okay, we did all of that, that required so much of me, and now I'm just gonna do another new thing? Like, what is the point? It was very Ecclesiastes of me. (laughs) Like, what is it all for? It's all vanity, right? Well, you're not going to produce fruit and feel an ease about it if you're disconnected from the vine. How can that even happen? You're not getting nutrition, you're not getting the strength, you're not getting the perspective, the mindset, right? The anointing to do it. So that's huge. Number one, abide. Okay. Next one really makes a lot of sense when you're just starting from nowhere. (laughs) Um, Okay. So this one is, Uh, that's not it. Hold on. Hold please. I believe that it is Matthew 6.33, it's all about seek the kingdom first, okay? If God gives such attention to the appearance of wildflowers, most of which are never even seen, don't you think he'll attend to you, take pride in you, do his best for you? What I'm trying to do here is to get you to relax, to not be so preoccupied with getting, so you can respond to God's giving. We're here to really be good receivers and respond to God's goodness. People who don't know God and the way he works fuss over things, but you know both God and how he works. Steep your life, just like tea, steep your life in God reality, God initiative, God provisions. Don't worry about missing out. You'll find all your everyday human concerns will be met. Give your entire attention to what God is doing right now and don't get worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow. God will help you deal with whatever hard things come up when the time comes. Holy moly, holy Moses, right? Like that one right there, seek the kingdom first. Like abide in God so that you can experience personally and have understanding for yourself what it means to be connected to God and seek God with all your heart. And he's going to add all that other stuff to you that you think you need, but you've got to learn how to be a really good receiver. If you have it all in you, if everything that you need for life, right? Everything that pertains to life and godliness is already in you. Why would you go out running around trying to find it, right? You've got to really get that conviction in your soul that it's all there and that God wants to reveal his glory through you. Okay. That one's huge. Next one is trust in the Lord. Oh my goodness. Okay. So this is Deuteronomy 30, 15 through 20. Look at what I've done for you today. I've placed in front of you. Oh no, this is choose life. Okay. So abide, seek, choose life. You've got a choice. Look at what I've put in front of you today. I've placed in front of you life and good, death and evil. And I command you today, love God, your God. Walk in his ways, keep his commandments, regulations, and rules so that you live, really live, live exuberantly, blessed by God, your God, in the land you are about to enter and possess. Okay? So this is 
yes, abide in God. So you know experientially what it means to be connected all the time. (laughs) Two, seek the Lord with all your heart. So don't pursue all this other stuff first. Pursue God first. Um, Seek him early. Also, there's something like I mentioned earlier about being connected in the morning. And then also... This is choose life. You're going to have a choice every day, which is what I'm highlighting before when I was saying your happiness is a choice that you make. You're going to have a choice every day. There will be things that are destructive that you can partner with or things that are not. (laughs) Things that lead to your growth that you can choose, but you got to choose it. So recognize that. All right. Okay. Matthew 5, 14 through 16 is the next one. Here's another way to put it. You're here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. If you make, if I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? Interesting. I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I've put you there on a hilltop, on a light stand, shine, like straight up shine. Come on. Okay, keep open house, be generous with your lives, be open or by opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up with God. Whoo, man, this is all about remembering who you are. You're here to be light. Stop partnering with darkness and you do that by being the light. (laughs) Shining. Okay, so that one is so, so big. This next one, Isaiah 43, 18 18 through 21, this is what God says. The God who builds a road right through the ocean, who carves a path through pounding waves, the God who summons horses and chariots and armies, they lie down and they can't get up. They're snuffed out like so many candles. Forget what's happened. Don't keep going over old history. Be alert, be present. I'm about to do something brand new. It's bursting out. Don't you see it? There it is. I'm making a road through the desert. Rivers in the badlands. Wild animals will say, thank you. The coyotes and the buzzards, because I provided water in the desert. Rivers through the sun-baked earth. Drinking water for the people I choose. The people I made especially for myself. A people custom made to praise me. So this is all about forgetting the former things. That's a choice. A lot of times we live our life in the past, we just keep repeating old history. Why did this happen to me? I can't believe I can't get over it. I can't, blah, 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 right? We live there. We live there. And God is saying, forget it. Forget it. I'm doing a new thing and you will miss it the more you live in a dead thing, right? There's going to be no life that comes out of a dead thing is basically what God is telling us. Okay, so stop trying to find life there and move forward because I have so much life ahead of you that I've designed for you to experience, but you will never step into that wonderful new if you don't forget. And you forget really by acknowledging and releasing it to God and trusting him. Huge. Okay, so this last one is trust. (laughs) Proverbs 3, 5 through 12. Trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. Listen for God's voice in everything you do everywhere you go. He's the one who will keep you on track. Don't assume that you know it all. That's humility, okay? Run to God. Run from evil. Your body will glow with health. Your very bones will vibrate with life. Honor God with everything you own. Give him the first and the best. Your barns will burst. Your vine vats will brim over. But don't, dear friend, 
resent God's discipline. Don't sulk under his loving correction. It's the child he loves that he corrects. A father's delight is behind all of this. Oh my goodness. <laughs> A father's delight is behind all of this. So what I love about this, so the truth I stand under is abiding in God, seeking God with all my heart, trusting in him with all my heart, forgetting former things, choosing life, and remembering who I am. These are things that maybe they're basic, but you will learn and mature every day if you apply them to your life, for real. There's going to be a new aspect that you go into the deep with, okay, if you're applying this to your life. And for me personally, knowing how loved I am, that I'm adopted, that I'm not an orphan, that I'm a saint, right, that I'm a daughter of God, that I'm a child of God, that I'm royalty, in the kingdom, right? That I have kingdom principles that I can live by and standards for my life that protect me, preserve me, help me to thrive and not just survive. That I have a God that loves me and pursues me and leads me and guides me and establishes my steps so I don't have to. All of these things brought me freedom from control, from chaos, from former things that I couldn't get reading a book, that I couldn't get personally, in a yoga practice that I couldn't get in a conference. I needed that relationship. I needed that knowing. I needed that conviction. And that's how I've experienced many miracles in my life. I do believe that God's been with me, covering me, protecting me whew, my entire life. Okay. However, I was not always aware of that. And I lived very differently when I was not aware of it. Now, is my life perfect? No. Am I done growing? Absolutely not. But I celebrate small wins and daily right actions and progress every day. I live thankful that there's a presence about my life, that there's a meaning about my life, that nothing is just vanity. I've got this relationship with God and it brings this beautiful meaning and this grace to my life and how I show up. I'm, I'm a totally different human than when I was just relying on my own strength and understanding. I, I have many connections with other beautiful humans that I would never have had. I've had doors open and opportunities open to me that wouldn't have happened if it was all up to me, okay? And I wouldn't be able to live this life without ego and pride and all of that stuff without the help of Holy Spirit. I really like three plus me is what I'll leave you with. <laughs> I like knowing that I've got God, Jesus, and Holy Spirit working with me. I've got a whole gang with me every day. I like that. <laughs> so that empowers me versus still believing in some kind of way it's up to me just to deal with my crap. There's some things that I just have not been able to deal with and I need God. There's some just life events that I can't process on my own, that I can't get over, that I can't forget. I need God. And God is the God of the impossible. God is the one that works miracles and I believe it. I partner with it. Because without faith, it's impossible to please God. So all this to say, I've given you some things that you can do to practice integrating things that really matter to you into your life every day. And I recommend having a number three to five, okay, so that you can actually remember to do them and so that it becomes a commitment and a consistent thing that you do every day. And you can see that you can apply truths from many aspects of your life experience and they, they could be really great, okay? But you've got to believe it. You've got to know it. It's got to literally 
be in you. Okay, something that you count on so much. It's literally the truth that you stand under. It's what you have understanding of. You've got to have understanding of what you believe, okay? So that there is not this mixture and there is not this confusion. I shared for me personally, I was not able to walk with God fully until I removed mixture, all right? Um, because that that other stuff would become messy. But I, I don't want to say too that, Yes, you can, you can have your relationship with God and you can have counseling, all right? You can have your relationship with God and you can have coaching. I'm just saying pray first. Pray first, all right? <laughs> so I hope this message blessed you. I know it's a longer one, but I honestly felt like it's so relevant. We are living in crazy times. We need to learn how to view the crazy and how we can show up in the midst of the crazy and how we can really represent well who we are because light shines in darkness, right? But it's really, really hard to be light if you're not connected to the source. So like I said, I hope this message blessed you. If you are hungry for some coaching in your life, if you are on a new journey with God or recognizing that you're still calling the shots or are having trouble with owning your authority. There's a lot of great God's Vibes Matter books over on julianapage.com. There is also a self-mastery course, which is all about getting really into a good place. It's rewiring yourself. It's changing your rhythm. There's a lot of great question prompts and it's self-paced. So that's over on julianapage.com. And there's several coaching packages as well to meet you where you are and meet your budget. So if you really want to lean in and start taking this practice seriously, start taking your work seriously as a mission-driven messenger, a change maker, a light worker, a kingdom entrepreneur, however you self-identify, this work is the most important work that you'll ever do, and it will only help you be more effective in what you do. So go check out julianapage.com, and until next time, guys, stay blessed. <laughs>